0: Welcome to Health Talk, Purple Health's marketing podcast. I'm Fiona Wiley, Strategic Development Director here at Purple. I'm incredibly excited to welcome our guests for today's launch episode. Nick Burgoyne, Client Services Director here at Purple, and Louise Phillips, Client Management Director at Suter Healthcare. Um, Nick has worked agency side now for over a decade, um, developing marketing solutions for national and international brands. He has a proven track record in leading and growing a variety of key brand relationships across both pharmaceutical and consumer markets, focusing on effective client agency partnerships and managing and developing agency teams. Louise is Client Management Director at Suta, the UK's number one outsourced sales and marketing provider for the health and personal care industry. With over 15 years experience working on brands across cough, cold, pain, VMS, foot care, skin care, personal care, and I'm sure much more, Louise. um, She is well-placed to help us analyse what's happening in OTC healthcare. So first of all, welcome to you both. Thanks, Fiona. Thank you. So I'm going to start off by saying it's that time of year, the nights are drawing in, the winter coats are coming out, and with it brings the start of cough and cold season. Before we start considering what this actually means for brand marketeers, though, let's just set the scene. Cough and cold rates remain lower than pre-pandemic levels. The increased spread of common illness is fueling the recovery of the cough, cold and flu remedy category. And the percentage of adults specifically experiencing a cold in the last 12 months increased 12 percentage points to 37% in the year to March 2022. The sales value of OTC cough, cold and sore throat treatments in the UK was 420 million um, last year. And again, that's represented a 12% increase compared to previous years. So let's dive right in. Nick, looking at those incidence rates of cough, colds over the last year, What do you think we should be expecting this season?
1: Um, I think, Fee, it's it's fair to say that consumers are more aware of coughs and colds now probably than they've ever been following the pandemic. Um, You know for the last two years people have been afraid to cough in public and when you do everybody turns around and looks at you. So and even school children were being sent home if they had a cough or the early stages you know people thought it might be the early stages of Covid. So I think for that reason we're going to see a continuing continuing growth in the category. Cough and colds have have become probably more or, or, or should I say they're more socially unacceptable at the moment and people are therefore highlighted wherever you are whether you're back to work whether you're in public transport whether you're just out in the shops you know if you've got a cough and a cold you can see people sort of just pushing away for you from you so I think um for that reason we're going to see um a a big season coming up.
2: And what do you think Louise do you agree with that? Yes I would I would agree this winter is going to be the first that we've had without any restrictions for three years you know, wearing masks, washing our hands, keeping our distance. That helped to keep all those viruses at bay over the last few years. But we haven't been exposed to them now for a while and our immunity is going to be lower this year. Another really good indicator is we've just seen what's happened in Australia. Obviously, their winter, winter season has just passed and their cough cold season was significantly higher than the five year average. So that's usually a pretty good indicator that we're going to have a strong season here in the UK as well. And also, you know, we're at the end of October now and we're already starting to see sales on our cough cold brands uh, are, are extremely strong. We've had the best ever start to the cough cold season on some of our medicated confectionery brands, Vicks, Triple Action and um, And this has continued well into the autumn. But the other key thing, of course, is being able to, to maintain supply. Those brands that can maintain supply this season will do really well.
0: So listening to you there, it sounds like consumers are searching out the right solutions for them when people are taking things like Vicks Triple Action. Um, but we've also got this huge category surge then and set against a backdrop where we know innovation is really hard in this category because all the active ingredients are nearly already out there. What can cough and Cold brands really do to stand out? And are there any hero ones for you? Um, I'll come to you first, Nick, that have really stood out as doing it well.
1: I think, firstly, Fee, you're absolutely right. You know, that there's no been no real innovation in terms of active ingredient coming forward in, in the last few years. So what you've got to do is actually resonate with the public and make sure people understand what it is you do and why they should use that product to make them feel, feel better. So one great example, I think, recently of, of someone who has stood out is Bronco Stop. Um, they've come into the category, it's a crowded market, as you say, Um, And and one that pharmacists, you know, not say they don't trust it, but, you know, it's sort of seen as a a day-to-day sale and and the ingredients are similar. But Bronco Stop have come with some real consumer insight. They took the sort of ad that featured David Hasselhoff and said, took the hassle out of coughs. And they've gone head to head with the brand leader based on the insight. that consumers don't really care what type of cough they have. They just want it to stop. They want to get rid of that cough. And BroncoStop achieved real cut-through in a busy marketplace by just focusing on that consumer need, get rid of my cough, and not just what the brand was trying to sell to them in terms of trying to split the category down into, into many different actives or, or many different ailments. And I think that's really key in, in the way that people should market in, in this particular marketplace, because it's only by getting that insight-driven creativity that campaigns actually work. And that's, you know, sort of what we stand for at Purple is that you can come up with a big idea, but the campaign has to work. It has to resonate with the audience. So it's finding that insight, all the evidence and crafting that story that will drive the brand success. And I think that's what's fundamental. And that's why Bronco Stop have done so well.
0: Agree. And even though they've moved away from that campaign, you can see that still coming through in the recent um, work that's following that same insight of, you know, just just being really simple. Louise, did you have
2: another brand? Absolutely. And I just wanted to say I agree with what Nick has said on Bronco Stop. It's it's a great brand. And so many times you go into a pharmacy and they ask you, is it a tickly cough you have or a chesty cough? And you're like, oh God, I I don't know. So to have something where you don't need to make that distinction is really, really helpful to consumers. Um, True Innovation has really been limited in the cough and cold space. It's been around for a while now, but one product that really changed how we think about coughs and colds was Procter & Gamble's Vicks First Defence. They were the first to offer a clinically proven preventative product. We all remember the ad with the parent throwing the toddler tantrum in the supermarket. And since the launch of this product, we've seen increasing numbers of new brands move into the preventative area, and this was exacerbated by by COVID. So another brand that I think has done really well in this space is Sterimar, having to as. Uh, rinse out your your nose with a saline solution is something that was really quite alien to most UK consumers and Sterimar really changed the way we we think about preventative nasal care and preventing um, ourselves from catching coughs and colds. So I think they've done a really good job in this area as well. The key thing is that brands need to find a way to be disruptive and to differentiate themselves from the rest of the category, particularly the growing number of private label and tertiary brands.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Um, totally, Louise. I think you know what what's interesting, and we're seeing quite a lot of, is is that consumers are actually looking um, about their own wellness now. They're looking to how do I stay well. Um, you know, whereas you know when I first started in marketing um, years ago, people didn't tend to bother about that. It was right, give me something that's going to get rid of my symptoms that I have now got. Now people are saying, well, how do I stay well? Is it, is it nutrition? Is it, do I take vitamins? You know, how do I do that? Um, and they're more hungry for information about how to stay well than they've probably ever been. They're looking at wearable technology now for tracking their health, telling them what they need. When am I, when am I hydrated? When do I need to go and have some more water or whatever? But they also want brands that they can trust and rely on to help them achieve their goals so whether that be a wellness goal about not even getting ill or whether you have got something and you've got a symptom they want to be able to trust and rely on that brand that it's just going to solve the problem they've got now and I think that that's key.
0: Yeah I agree and I think the two ad, um, the two brands you just pulled out Vicks First Defence and BroncoStop, they're both supported by huge huge companies that are getting one other crucial bit in this mix right, which is pharmacists that I'm gonna come on and talk about. So pharmacists are playing such an important role um, in part of the consumer purchase cycle. Um, They've had a really tough time with COVID and been super, super stretched and challenged. How do you think brands could support this pharmacy challenge in cough cold season and, and make their lives easy, so to speak? Louise, I'll come to you first
2: you're you're absolutely right Fiona um pharmacy staff have been under a lot of pressure with covid and particularly now that fewer people can get a gp appointment the nhs is actively trying to send people to pharmacy for advice so pharmacy are asked they're being asked to do a lot more they need to work with suppliers that they can trust so a sales team that will offer them the right brands for their stores and support them with education and great in-store visibility is really key in fact education i think is probably one of the most important things that pharmacies can use to differentiate themselves from from other retailers. People really ad, they value advice from pharmacy staff on how to prevent coughs and colds and how to deal with other minor ailments. So there's a real opportunity for pharmacy to add value with their advice on steps that people can take to improve their over, overall health during the winter. So it really helps to go above and beyond simply selling a product and showing pharmacists that your brand is more than just about making the sale. And of course, I alluded to it before, making an impact on shelf is really critical. So whether that's through innovative point of sale, on shelf education or retailer specific offers, that all comes together to, to really help support pharmacies.
1: I, I, I agree, Louise. I think that there's a lot of really good stuff in what you've just said. I think I'd just like to add that we mustn't forget or brands mustn't forget that in the pharmacy, you've got the pharmacist, but also all the counter-assistants, some of which are going to be full-time, some of which are going to be part-time. And it's so vital that those counter-assistants are armed with the right information to be able to deal with the patients. Because at the end of the day, they are at the front line. They can defer to a pharmacist, but if the pharmacist's busy and they're always being asked for for consultations, we need to get those, those counter-assistants up to speed with why you know a patient might be presenting with a certain ailment or a certain symptom and then they can give them best advice so I totally agree and and we just mustn't forget the whole of the pharmacy and not just the pharmacist.
0: Certainly when I worked in um, these categories uh, like you Nick a long time ago it was really important to be getting into the market first you know so a well-timed media kickoff was massively massively important but brand awareness is hard now and you know you need to be able to think of a cough and cold brand when you need them i haven't got a cold today i might have one tomorrow um so how can you make sure that your brand now with everything that's happened you know the the media landscape has changed how can you make sure you're top of mind and therefore is first to market still important do you think
1: I think, I think it, it it is to a certain degree, Fee. I thought you were going to come to me then because <laughs> you alluded to that. No, I, th- I think it is. I think it's really important that to remember that maybe OTC healthcare is different to other categories, um, as you quite rightly say, in that, you know, unless you're in that moment of need, unless you've got a cough or you've got a cold, or you've got a sore throat, you know, now there's sort of low awareness of that specific healthcare brand you might remember the one you used last time you had a cold or last time you had a cough or what have you so it's a different model to the classic sort of fmcg or consumer marketing model where you've got an affinity with a certain brand of biscuits and it might be an impulse buy when you're in the supermarket oh i'm a bit peckish i'm going to go and buy a bar of chocolate you know you only go to buy an OTC medicine normally if you've got a symptom or a family member's got a symptom. So it might be a parent buying it for for a child or a husband, for a wife or or whatever. Um, And I think, you know, in the lead up to a consumer buying an OTC product, there are a number of barriers, even at the point of purchase, whether that's online or offline, um, as we can do both now. And consumers can be swayed towards one brand or another. So in in this category, consumers may have a period of time as I said, before previously purchasing that product, maybe a year, you know, you might not have had a cold for a year, or maybe two years, if you're lucky. Um, you know, so you might not even remember what you bought, you might not remember what was recommended. Um, so, you know, it's a whole new buying experience every time you you turn up to store or every time you go online. And we've seen that, you know, everybody's on about the cost of living crisis, There's the fuel bills have gone up, or what have you, people will look to maybe turn to trusted-owned brands like, you know, the, the supermarket-owned labels because they're used to buying their their food and what have you as well. So, you know, there's a, there's a brand challenge there for branded products to be able to cut through the noise, cut through those barriers at the point of sale or, or you know, get their message to the, to the pharmacist or the, or the counter assistant. You know, Louise has mentioned, you know, indoor display and that sort of stuff. So there's lots of different facets that go into that consumer choice.
2: Would you, would you agree with that, Louise? Yeah, I think despite the fact that people are only shopping this category maybe once a year or possibly even less, I do think that brand awareness is actually very strong. Um, we tend to turn to brands that we know and love and that we trust. So big brands like Lemsip, Beecham's, Vicks, these are brands that are constantly advertising on TV. So that awareness is is always there during the season. So as soon as you start to feel that tickle or you start to get that cough you instantly know I need to go and pick up some Vicks or some Lemsip or or whatever it happens to be but what we are seeing more and more now is people stocking up at the start of the season perhaps when there's an offer in store or when they know the weather's starting to get a little bit colder so they're stocking up so they have their um necessities their calpol for their children their lemsips in their in their um, first aid kit or in their cupboard at home and we've really seen this in the way that our retail customers and and pharmacies are are stocking up in advance at the start of the season and that's why they allocate so much space to this category our strategy at Suta is really making sure that pharmacy staff are well equipped to advise customers. So we provide them with the category data, with the insights. We remind them of the great work that's being done above the line to keep that brand awareness high. And we ensure that our brands are top of mind when speaking to customers.
1: Yeah, I'd agree, Louise. I think you're absolutely right. And I think the challenge for us as, as marketers is to determine how and when we interrupt the customer journey. For example, you know, I've got a cold. I need to go and buy a product. There's one interruption. But as Louise quite rightly alludes to, there's the piece at the beginning, which it's winter. I may get a cold. Do I stock up? And so at what point do we start our marketing communications? And that will depend on budget. It'll depend on, on many things. But, you know, it, there there are several points. Do you go early to market and start talking about your product so people get awareness of it before they get a cough and cold and maybe stock up do you do it at the point where colds are prevalent we can see cold and flu monitors you know that help you know bring that in, into play and then how long do you extend that out of the back end as well and that's just when how is of course a totally different matter in terms of you know do you use um, social media what sort of digital media do you use traditional media where do you intercept the customer so lots of different things at play for the marketeer to be thinking about in terms of getting the message to to the right customer at the right time.
0: Yeah, and you raise a, a a good thought that we haven't chatted so much about, which is reactive advertising. You know, as we see cold and flu prevalence rise, do we have so many tactics now at our fingertips that we can switch on really reactive ads that are timely and relevant to people as and when they're suffering so we've, we've talked about a lot we've talked about prevention we've talked about um, the big brands that we feel are doing it differently we've talked about making an impact in store as well as not forgetting the role of the pharmacy. So for any brand manager working in cough and cold, there is an awful lot to be thinking about to, to be ticking all of those boxes. So hopefully we've we've given you just a little bit of um, inspiration and food for thought as we get ready to hunker down and go into winter and stock up our first aid kits. So big thank you from me for speaking with us, both Nick and Louise. It's been a, a pleasure to chat to you about these things. So if you enjoyed today's podcast, for more content around key issues in OTC marketing, do follow us on social media at Purple Agency, find us on Facebook, find us on LinkedIn, and also go to our Purple Agency website to download episodes for all the next in the series of Health Talk podcast. Thank you.